the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. Let's see our call. Good morning. We're still using the old call screener. It's all right. I keep forgetting that's, to that's, ask about that, that, that That's Brendan waving his hands in the air. Hey, folks, we do appreciate you joining us here this morning, though. <laughs> Give us a call. 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Hey, Kevin, anything exciting happened this week in the automotive world? Uh, <laughs> I'm working on a Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> oh, that's right. Actually, that is a beautiful Fiero. Yes, it is. Um, this gentleman collects cars. What year is that? 87? 88? No, 88. The last year. The last year of it. 88. Black. The, uh, um, is, is it, a, is it a, um, one of the Fiero Spiders, the V6? Uh, yeah, it's a V6. Oh, okay. So, um, but I saw that car when it came in, and he just bought that car, right? He yeah. collects cars like that. So. It's a nice car, um, but uh, it is. It only has twenty five thousand miles on it, so it awesome. did. It did do a lot of sitting. So yeah. there is. Well, you, I know that's why he bought it, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like in, I saw it's like in showroom condition, though. I don't, some, whoever drove it before, because he bought it and it wouldn't move, so the clutch was disintegrated in it. It probably disintegrated sitting. Well, no, you can see the hot spots. No, but what I'm saying is, well, maybe, but then the face probably just finally fell. You know how the clutch, you're just sitting there, the face, and then the first time you go to drive it, it rips the face off the clutch after somebody already burned it, and then it sat for quite a while. So it's highly possible. Yeah, and I don't know if that was, I don't know, I I don't think that was, uh, I think he bought it like that. So, I mean... That's okay. You know what? It needs a few things because from it sitting, it's got you know like a caliper leaking or this this you know what I'm saying stuff well, like that. So does, you, you the can't heater a- core started leaking because it sat and Correct. you know. But um, once he gets all that stuff fixed, it's going to be a really cool car. Yeah, is the heater core bypassed on that car right now? Yes. So, okay, so somebody bypassed it who had it before. Yes. Because I think I had a conversation with him about that, and actually, I believe he's a listener here on the show. So. Um, but cool car for sure. Yes. It's beautiful. It's clean. It's a great, great uh, one to add to the collection. When you get those things done that we're doing to it, it'll be uh, an amazing car because you'll be able to go drive it. Oh, they're fun little cars to drive yep. anyways. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those cars, like a though. slot car. Well, it's mid-engine. Well, no. I, even back in the, even, even ba- way back in the day, uh, it, it was one of those cars, not, uh, and the reason a lot of people didn't buy them was because... It's only two seats, obviously. Well, it's a sports so, I mean, car. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it truly is a, it's not a sports car. Yeah, it ha- you ha- It's kind of like a Corvette. You know, it's one of those. You're only going to put so many groceries in this car. You know, it's not yeah. like you're going to put the kids, the dogs, the soccer balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, most people did not have them as their primary vehicle. They had them as their fun vehicle. Yes, weekend vehicle. Does that one have? Does the top pop off that one too? Yes. Okay, so it's even it's still got the uh, bag in the front of it, so that you can put the. T-tops in it as you set it in there. So nice. Somebody, somebody actually just probably left that thing sitting in their garage. Is what they did. So. Well, they bought the car and they thought, "I'm going to keep this car and I'm going to keep it really nice." So that's a beautiful find for sure. Yes. Yeah, that's a beautiful car. Anyway, cool, very cool. So, um, but yeah, it's been a while since we've seen one of those because most of those have gone by the wayside now. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen one on the road in a long, long time. No. Hmm. No. So, nope. so if you got one in that kind of condition, that's a nice little car. 
I just say, honestly, the cars he'll, he'll get, just take it Sunday cruising because they're plastic too. I mean, they're kind of like the Saturn. So oh, actually, the, the bumper wrap. Well, no, that. even the panels on it are plastic. Oh, so, they are. Yeah. Oh. So uh, it, I mean, the weird thing is that car actually got good fuel mileage too mm. because it was a light, it's light car. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's light, and like I said, it's mid-engine. It sticks to the road good. It's it's like a little it's like a little Lamborghini. Yes, the American made one. <laughs> I'm in all seriousness because I know it, was, it handles. It, they're nice. fun to drive. They really are. So. I mean, you know, yeah. it is. I mean, well, is. and everybody knows finally this year Corvette went to a mid engine car, right? And the new Corvette looks so cool, too. I know, but it's mid engine, so yes. it will handle so much better. Yes. When, when you put the weight in the center low on a car, it just seems to work out. They right. should have done that with That's the why Corvette. That's why Ferrari and Lamborghini and all them have been doing it for years. And they should have done it years ago. And the Ford GT for years. You put your mid engine that motor, man, and it just. Uh, sticks to the road yeah because all the weights in the center yeah is it no diving no no, yeah no diving no swaying no yes no wiggling no wiggling all right so this morning we're talking about uh just keeping your vehicle safely on the road stopping steering keys to safe driving things like that but we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive related you can give us a a shout here 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Uh, and we will talk to you about anything automotive related, uh, such as if you have a Fiero. Kevin loves yep. Fieros. Actually, I know you like those cars because Kevin's a GM guy through and through, whereas I'm a Ford guy through and through. So I, 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 I think GM should bring trucks. Pontiac back, to tell you the honest God truth. <laughs> <laughs> Pontiac always They're probably cool not going to. No. It's just another division. That's more costly than... You never you know. know. They might, though. They still have Buick. They still have Cadillac. Yep. So, I think Buick and Cadillac are probably made at the same plant, huh? What do you think? Uh, Maybe I doubt not. it. No. Not. Cadillac's always been a kind Aren't of... are some of the Buicks just some about ca- the same chassis as some of the Cadillacs? No. Oh. Cadillac has always been kind of a little bit different than... Yeah. Well, correct. So, mm. anyway. I guess it's cheaper to have just three lines of cars than it is that four though <laughs> well four well they have three well they have gmc too well, well, G- yeah but yeah but okay the, the interiors are that, different on them a, so a little it is, different but yeah. the chassis is the same on those the gmc yeah, trucks much. the chassis is the same as the chevy trucks it's just different in blink and different yeah so i'm trying to think of because even even gm has i don't know if they still own Saab. i think they got rid of Saab though Saab's so, out of business gone i know but i know they own foreign companies here and there so well, they did but how I, many lines that, do they actually have i don't know anymore but they've closed all the Saab dealers are gone they're not matter of fact they're gonna make another hummer again are they really yeah a one or electric. two or three or it's six electric electric hummer huh yes Huh. So it's going to how far you get with that four wheel before, well, it's before. Gonna, <laughs> it's going to compete with Tesla. <laughs> you get stuck, you're turning your wheels and then all of a sudden man you're out of power. Hey, I did I can't remember what car company it was but I seen uh it was kind of cool cuz they made an off-road it was an electric car and they made an off-road package. Mm-hmm. But the cool part about it is it had uh drones on it. So what it would do is when you were out four wheeling at nighttime and needed lights, the drones would take oh, off I and it light the sky that. up. <laughs> I was I like, I that think, is so cool. I don't think you can buy that car. No, but I don't I think so. I saw that, like, uh, that infomercial on it or advertisement or whatever. It wasn't an advertisement. It was like just, you know, future in the future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you could see way ahead, ahead, ahead of you. I exactly. like that. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, well, if, it takes energy if they power. could if they could put solar panels and stuff on these trucks and keep them moving during the day, that'd be a good desert thing. But uh, honestly, the way California's saying what what year they want everything electric, uh, sounds like they're going to have to go to something like that. We'll see. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is what it is. We don't want to get into. They're going to try. We don't want to get too deep. I know. Into I, know that. I was just pointing out the fact that you know it it, it might have to go to that direction. If they got it to the solar panels were producing enough, it could keep it, it charged. Continually keep it charged. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but. That'd be a big solar panel on your car. Uh-huh. I mean, because there's a lot. I mean, even uh, several vehicles now that are uh, full electric have uh, charge panels on them. Yeah, they, but you know. Do, built into the roof of them. them. Them are the people that can leave their air conditioner running while they're in the grocery store. Uh-huh. The solar panel. That's does what you keep. would want. I know you. Oh, yeah, dude. That right. way you can leave the dog in the car, dude. Turn the air conditioning on. You could. You leave the radio on for him. <laughs> you could. The dog would be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't break my window. Little, the AC's running for him. Little, <laughs> little woofer music. <laughs> I had a friend that had a dog one time that uh, um, we were going going to go out, and, and they're like, well, we got to turn on a dog TV for it. I'm all, what? They have dog TV? 
So, you know, with little dogs running around. That way they're fun to watch, you know, sit and watch TV and all. Your dog watches TV? <laughs> okay. Something new. What happened to watching the mailman and watching the <laughs> Hey man, this is the this is the technology age. The dog watches TV now. Apparently, it's all good, and it makes them happy. So we don't want the dog to be upset. It's not separation anxiety. You know, sometimes dogs get separation anxiety. That's why you get a security door and just let them stay at the front door. They can watch everybody walking by the house. There you go. There you (laughs) go. Gives them something to do. All right. So we're talking about uh, um, automotive uh, stuff. Obviously, not dogs and TV, Um, but. there are more vehicles on the U.S. roads than ever before. We have an estimated 310.5 million cars and light trucks crowding our roads. And that was of uh, back in 2016 and 17. That's a ton of vehicles. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> All over the place. So um, your safety and that of others is a risk when your vehicle isn't stopping steering at its best, which is true, or doing other things at its best. A very important reason why it's important to have your vehicle inspected regularly. Uh, with an, a service by a qualified technician, uh, just to see these things coming up. I mean, so many things can go wrong on a vehicle. One of the big things we often talk about, which has to do when you think about stopping, is tires and cords sticking out. And now things are so low profile and they're so stuck under a vehicle that you can have inside tire wear where the cords stick out. You won't even notice it. Looking at the car, you think why it's sitting on the ground. Hey, the tires look like they're in great shape, right? Yes. So because you can't see nothing anymore because they tuck it all under there for the you know I mean for a lot of reasons correct aerodynamics uh, you know uh, control or speed looks you know all of it and I'm going to bring something to point here so um, a good friend of mine Ron has a a 550e Mercedes the Uh other day so the car doesn't go in for service a lot he plugs it in you know it's and he (laughs) it's a plug in so he uh um the other day I was like looking he's like well said something looking at the tires on his car i'm like dude you need tires you're like at the wear bars on this are you i am you know he doesn't i was yeah he doesn't think about it no no well he doesn't no and i was like yeah so i was looking at him like yeah you need tires bad so you need to get tires put on this car and uh so i i don't know if it is which see even if you own an electric car you should take it in well it's under warranty so yeah but you should take it in to have it inspected once a year i mean it would Minimum, yeah, yes. minimum. So, yeah, and so he's, yeah, he bought that car, and of course it has a, I mean, but the service is so extended out on it that it hasn't been in it forever. You know what I mean? And 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 the tires just flat worn out. And of course, the factory tires on that are soft as all get out. Well, yeah, because they they stick it to the road. So, mm-hmm. just like the Tesla, the Tesla tires don't last that long either, do they? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got a good performance, got, you can and, handle well, but. And electric cars and hybrid cars, there's specific tires for them. We've been down this road before. Somebody I, yelled I, at me. But. I know there are specific tires. I just I, I haven't actually gone and seen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm assuming the reason is for static electricity, number one. Because, well, I think I mean, that's it, one of the things that it, that, that it said. But, there, but there's all kinds of different reasons that have to do with fuel mileage and stuff like that to make up compound of the tires, et cetera. Yeah. So um, you can put non-hybrid tires on a hybrid vehicle. But from what I understand, what I've been told is that fuel mileage drops on them, so which is highly possible. I don't I mean, know. battery charge. I do also know that on the Priuses, those funny-looking hubcaps, if you take them off and leave them off the car or change the rims, fuel mileage goes down. Because we did it with Kirk's when he yeah, air, he, he always had that aerodynamic of them, the way they flow air through the wheels on those, t- totally changes the uh, the um um. Fuel mileage. Well, that's like if you're doing 70 miles on the freeway, you know, the speed limit, and a Prius passes you like he's doing 90 to 100. It ain't doing him no good. (laughs) Having a hybrid is not worth it at that point. (laughs) So true. So true. Usually, usually people don't truck them that fast, but yeah, you're right. So, I, don't, I don't know, dude. There's a lot of people that pass me every night on the way home in their Priuses. Well, you're just poking. You're just poking along. That's why. Just poking along. Yeah, because after a long day, I just hit cruise control and turn the air conditioner on. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks, wake up. Grab your first cup of coffee. Um, give us a call here at one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego and uh, K Praise and. Uh, <laughs> Brendan's not him. We're going to take our first break here, uh, but we'll be right back after these messages.
There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowershock, and the house of me is Kevin Bowershock, as always. Good morning. Good, good morning. Good morning. And we are talking about vehicles. About too many cars on the road. No, not. No, there's not too many cars <laughs> on the road. That's not true. We're not buying that. There's been less here uh, during this whole COVID thing going on. As far as, you know, when trucking about it, traffic hasn't been real bad, but, you know, for the most part, it's picking back up again. It's yeah, good. I was going to say. <laughs> but, uh. People have been driving somewhere. We're just not sure where. Where are you going? Well, this, this morning on the way here, there was a lot of traffic on the road. I was like, huh. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I know. Like, well, I wonder what party's going on today. With social at, distancing. At 6 a.m. in the morning? Hey, you never know, dude. Wear your mask, folks. Wear your mask, they say. Now, I was actually, uh, uh, I, I listened to some talk radio stuff about uh um, masks and social distancing and stuff they were talking about yesterday evening and uh oh, it's interesting that all the stats that have come out from the who and things like that but we're not going to talk about that today because we're talking about cars so in vehicles and trucks and anything else that runs with a gas motor so well the, okay so the, the electric cars because now i'm thinking about that because mm-hmm. I, I was reading because electric cars, they still have hydraulic brakes. They still have, I mean, so like the hydraulic brake lines should be inspected. Uh, oh. I mean, there's so many things. Mm-hmm. Your electric car should go in a couple times a year just to be inspected too. At, obviously. at least every six months, I would think. Yeah, just to put a good eye on it. Yeah. Not well, a bad idea. Well, because, you know, that way you know if you have, you know, tire problems, blah, 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 blah. So. Correct, correct. All right, folks, give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, anything automotive-related. Um, I do want to let you know Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks up there in North County for over 28 years. West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks out there in East County for over seven years now. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there for over three years now. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, uh, right in the Golden Triangle, at uh, 5726 Miramar Road, Neastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks over there for over a year now. So all of us at the West Automotive Group, myself, my employees, Kevin, everybody, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle service repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit to help everybody out right now. Um, there is uh, um, several different arms we have to try to help you out. And those cards are nice to have. You can reuse them over and over again. It's good to have an option like that when you need service or repair. Um, you can stop in and take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis along with our free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations. Always there to help you. Check us out at westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. From there, you can make appointments. You can click on the Auto Man, where I'm the Auto Man on the CW and Fox 5 uh, News during the week, and uh, check out all my segments there. That's right straight through there. Or you can also click on Auto Talk and go, uh, go straight to Auto Talk, where we put all our podcasts. And we now have all of our podcasts are on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, um, I heart, there's a billion different places you can get our podcast now. Did you know that? Yeah. Good. Well, you can go anywhere and get it and you can download it any place. So all those places it's available now, uh, auto talk radio. Um, so check it out and grab it off there. If you, if you missed one or you can go to our website, like I said, westautomotivegroup.com and, and go, go from there straight to auto talk radio. But, uh, you can also once again, make appointments, et cetera, from westautomotivegroup.com. 
Uh, you can call us today, though, at one 1170 That's 888-344-1170, and we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive-related as we're going. So let's grab uh, Al in uh, Lemon Grove. He's got a towing question. What's going on, Al? Oh, hi. Uh, say, I had previously called you about my Mercury Hybrid that sat for a few months and uh, won't uh, won't turn over. Yes, sir. Uh, I wonder, is there any advantage to towing it to Escondido? Because I pretty pretty much made up my mind to tow it to uh, to Johnson on in uh, El Cajon. No, I mean I would. I you you live in South Bay area, right? Lemon Grove. Lemon Grove. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would tow it to the El Cajon location. It's closer. It'd save you money. Um, okay. You know, they're they're what, just as qualified what? to get it diagnosed and figured out for you. What's that? Eight forty four Johnson. What eight, is it? Eight forty four North Johnson Avenue, El Cajon. North Johnson. Okay, yeah. appreciate it. Do you, do you it. have Thanks the phone number to there too, hour? Would you like that? I think it was four four zero four zero four four. Yeah, six one nine four four zero forty forty four. You got it, sir. Thanks a lot. Bye They'll get you all taken care of. Take care, Al. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a good weekend, Al. So, Al just needed to know how to get it there. Yep. So, that's all good. Yeah. That We talked about that. Remember, that was with the hybrid battery, and he changed out batteries. It could be a problem. So, right? That's yes. Stuff. All right. Let's grab Robert real quick. Good morning, Robert. Uh, good morning. Uh, my, my problem is I have a Chevy Impala, and uh, the temperature gauge uh, went went haywire. So I, re- I replaced uh, the sending unit and the engine. Mm-hmm. So I, re- I replaced it, and it worked for a while. But now it's uh, gone haywire again. Do you think it's because I just got a bad sending unit when I replaced it? Um, well, anything's possible. I mean, you could. We we could have a connection issue, too, going. And, and when you replace the sending unit, the connection at the... Uh, uh, sending unit itself you 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 disturbed it obviously and it's work it was working and then maybe we're getting a bad connection there something to look at for sure um oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah. That's and then that. yeah those senders don't go bad that often especially a temp sender i mean they do fail but to have uh, a new one um fail is not near as common it could happen though well, it depends if it, you know, I don't, I don't know. Did you reuse, normally on sending units, it's better to use a, a manufactured one. Yeah, I mean, a factory. factory one. OEM one. Is is it aftermarket or factory? Do you know where you? I, I think it's aftermarket because I got it at, uh, I think, one of the, you know, auto parts stores. Okay. I don't think it was free. Um, well, and those can be tested. I mean, there, there's a procedure to test it to see if it's working or not. Um, so you could mm-hmm. do you could do that. Or um, then also the gauges on those cars. Sometimes the dashes have a can have an issue, but not near as common. So um, I would look more to a connection issue there. You know, where uh, getting high resistance at the connector or or the sender itself is once again having a problem. Uh, all right, another question too. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this car, well, the the, uh, the temperature gauge has worked for a long time. It's got like one hundred and sixty thousand miles on it. Okay. But uh, after about seventy thousand miles, the uh, the speedometer quit working. Oh. The odometer works, but not the speedometer. I guess uh, the reason is I heard that it has like a pla- they had a plastic gear in there, you know, instead of the metal. What year is this car? It's a two thousand four. Um, I, I I don't know if that one has a gear in it at all. Well, I mean, it's a highly likely it's an electronic dash. It's hard to tell, but if if the odometer is still working, you know you're still getting a signal there because it it still knows it's moving. So correct, it's definitely in the dash than whatever it, uh, is going on with that. As Kevin said, so it's still getting the signal. Yeah, so hey, that's right. some. I, I know I'm, the dashes go bad on them, so. Yeah, the clusters. Yeah, the cl- it's called a cluster. Yeah, so but I don't know if there. I don't think there's a 2004. I don't think there's a gear in that one. I, huh? I. It's, right. it's hard to tell. I mean, yeah, you have, you have to actually look look up information and see if you. Uh, um, there are places out there that fix this clusters. Up. Yeah, yeah, we often pull them out, the clusters out, and send them out to have them fixed. Um, I'll but do that. To, yeah, yeah, that's that's usually the best way to go. But if you need help with that, let us know. All right, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye. Bye. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, well, well, let's grab Larry real quick in Oceanside. Uh, but we're going to have to take our break in a few minutes. But you there, Larry? Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, I, I got a 2007 Frontier. Um, I'm a customer, you guys. Uh, how do you know the fuel pump is starting? Well, is going. I know, you know, when it obviously stops. But it seems like uh, I'll drive it and then 
I'll, it'll just die out. But I put it in neutral, turn the key, and the thing starts right up again. Is that a sign that the fuel pump is going bad? Usually that's not a fuel pump issue. Um, the things we do see with fuel pump issues are, are drivability-wise more of uh, like a low volume, like you lose power, things like that. Or you shut the car off when it's hot and you go to start it, it won't start because the fuel pump sticks and won't won't uh, create pressure. So that's more the way that goes. And to be honest with you, those Frontiers don't have a lot of fuel pump problems. I don't remember last time I put a fuel pump on a Frontier, do you, Kevin? I don't remember neither. So that's not a common issue. They, their pumps are pretty pretty sturdy. Uh, may have something else going on there as far as that goes. Uh, you, so it just dies dies by driving? Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like uh, when, I, uh, when like I'm coasting, uh, going down a hill or something, and I'm not putting gas, Does it? will just... Turn off, shut off. Well, it could be. I mean, does it seem like uh, it's like a running out of fuel kind of thing when it does do that? Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely running out of fuel because sometimes I'll catch it and pump the, uh, the gas, and uh, it will it will keep going. Yeah, the other thing it could be is a fuel pressure regulator up on the fuel rail like sticks open and dumps all the fuel pressure. Uh, we I've yeah. seen that happen too. An so. idle air control motor could do it too because it's just not idling. Because it sounds like every time you do it, your foot's off the accelerator. Well, that's true, yeah. t- too. Um, how does it, when you come to a full stop, does it use the idle or it stalls then, too? It, I, no, it idles fine. Okay. Yeah, it's just um, huh. when it's in drive and I'm going and uh, it just, uh, you know, it's it's not a lot. Um, so it's intermittent. It, it does happen. Intermittent. Well, it sounds like it sounds like it's time for me to take it over to your shop in Escondido. Yeah, we'll just yeah, they'll run fuel pressure tests and all that on it while driving and stuff, and figure out if it if it happens, uh, we can definitely put a pin to it. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks glad for listening. Guys, are back on the air. Oh, glad to be here too, and thanks for listening. Glad you followed us over. You bet. All right, take care now. Have a great week and be you safe. Too, Talk soon. Bye. Bye great question when it comes to drivability or that yep could be electronic ignition related too i was thinking there's a couple things that could cause something like that Uh, a lot of things can cause (laughs) yeah exactly so we got it we got to put some put put some uh instruments on it and figure out does it sound like a typical fuel pump thing no nope nope but uh could be i've seen weird weirder ones it's Uh, always possible it's always possible all right folks give us a call here 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 you're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. more auto talk education and empowerment on the way here on auto talk radio get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the auto man here on auto talk radio brian bowersock 888-344-1170 now here's more auto talk with brian bowersock Folks, thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio this morning as we're discussing vehicles, trucks, cars, and everything else. And I'm, and I'm still stuck on those too many cars on the road. <laughs> You're still stuck on those too many cars. There's not too many cars on the road. That's why we have a job because there's so many cars on the road. Love cars. Nope. Love trucks. Next thing you're going to be working on is a Can-Am spider things, huh? <laughs> You've seen one of those before. What? Yeah, that's three-wheeled things, you know? Oh. oh. <laughs> you don't see them very often. But anyway, I'm not sure if that's a car. No, it's or a motorcycle. They, a go motorcycle. Back, they go back to the motorcycle. They, they go motorcycle li- yeah, yeah. licensing. Oh, I gotcha. Cool. Guess we won't be working on those. I think, you, I think you're supposed to wear a helmet. I mean, you have to wear a helmet with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, they're open. And I think you have to have a motorcycle license to drive one, too. Probably. I don't know. So I'm not sure what that is. I'm not, I don't either. Now you that probably you, do, because you, you have to have it. a motorcycle license to drive a trike, right? I think. The old school ones, like yes. the old school Harley trikes that have yeah, rear, yeah, yeah. rear two wheels in a yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so. so, you remember the old trikes that actually had Volkswagen motors in them? Uh-huh, yeah. I haven't seen one of those forever. Yeah, well, just like I don't see a Volkswagen in forever. I mean a Volkswagen air-cooled, you know, most of them. I got a buggy with the old 
<laughs> little school yeah, motor yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Sand rail buggy. The, wo- the woman loves that thing. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, it's all about having fun. All right, folks, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. I do want to remind you that Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. We do not stock nor sell anything else at uh, the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. Uh, They are the highest quality batteries out there. If you look under the hoods of our uh, vehicles or underneath the seats of our motorcycles, etc., you're going to find an Interstate Battery. Why? Because as an uh, automotive professional, we know they are the highest quality batteries out there. If you need an interstate battery uh, for any of your vehicles, cars, trucks, etc., uh, you can hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. And get in and get, uh, get an interstate battery installed for you. We'll get you all taken care of. If you need a battery for any other need, I mean, they have batteries for everything from backup uh, uh, battery systems for servers to... Um, I don't know. Bat- oh, you know where else? Uh, if you have an alarm on your house or business, the little backup battery that goes in there, they have those. They have all kinds of batteries. So it's a great place to get them. You can check them out at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. That's Interstate Battery, a battery for every need. Okay. So what are we talking about on cars now? Vehicles. I appreciate all the calls of everybody that was in. What are you... You you keep this thing on your phone, don't you? I don't know how you do that. Wait till you get older and you can't see it. Uh, Couple more years, man. I'm telling you, it's like a year ago. It's that already I was started like happening. Reading glasses I, on my desk. I, I gotta have glasses now to read too. Oh, half you do. The time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there are more vehicles on U.S. roads than ever before. So that's a good thing, though. Cars are good, and the quality of cars well, are this amazing. This is where I came up with even the uh, the electric cars have hydraulic brake systems because it says if your brake a hydraulic system. It's talking about having rubber uh, type flex brake lines. Uh, uh-huh. Rotors need to be uh, resurfaced. Uh, front wheel bearings. Wear. I want you know this is the thing. The I, pads last I, longer on those because because the engine got, braking, the engine braking, exact or or electrical braking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, electrical motor braking. There you, you go. Know, you know, one time uh, um, it'd been a while, but when Dan was with me, uh, there was a guy that sent me an email. It got all upset. He said, "You need to stop using the word motor. That's electric." Versus it's engine. slang, though. I mean, it always well, well, well. And then me and Dan went down the road like motorcycle, um, mm. y- you know, a motor magazine. A mo- we use motor in the automotive industry for slang. Gun- it, 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 well, yeah. it's not. It's it, it. We know what it describes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So anyway, I don't know if the gentleman still listens or not, but he was very upset. He said, "I need to stop. I need to start saying engine." Well, because so it doesn't said, sound. Then I said motor engine. Well, think about this. <laughs> <laughs> your motor engine. How's engine your motor magazine. Engine it doesn't sound as no, cool as motor. Motor magazine. <laughs> motor magazine's been around since what? Probably the 50s, I probably. presume, man, forever. So anyway, and motor magazine that we're talking about is an industry magazine that we all get, you know, in the automotive world that it does all automotive stuff. I mean, that's what it's about. So uh, every, almost every industry has some type of trade we call it a trade magazine or a trade uh rag right yes yep so there's a lot of them that we have we have all kinds so we have ratchet and wrench we have motor magazine i was gonna say even just automatic transmission ones got two of them transmission digest and and gears magazine gears magazine okay yeah so there's two we get all those i can and as they come in on my admin system i'll send that to kevin send that to the tech send that to so that's what I'm saying. Just the automatics has two. So yeah, there's a ton of them out there. Yeah. But some of the ones I get, like Motor, goes to you guys. There's a lot of articles in that. Uh, uh, um, um, what what is the um, transmission digest? What's the other one? Uh, Gears. Gears magazine goes to you. That has a lot of stuff about new stuff on diagnosis and transmissions. This and that and there. So there's a lot to keep up on anymore. Yeah. All, all industry um, related published uh, uh, monthly magazines that yes. have different technical things in them, etc. Uh, Ratchet and Wrench is more has more stuff about uh, uh, running an automotive business, stuff like that, things like that. So I usually uh, read that one when it comes every month. Uh, but yeah, all good stuff. Just good trade stuff. Anyway, out there. So, um, you know, helping people do the right things and, and build build quality companies, you know, so as far as that goes. Um, but this morning, uh, so that's, uh, we went down that little rabbit hole there with the motor thing, but uh, yes. always find it interesting uh, the way people take take in those, uh, the nomenclature of things. So now that the electric cars are getting, I mean, they're getting more and more pronounced and stuff. I was thinking myself, because I, honestly, I hadn't even went and looked to see what, 
I should I should look it up to see what the maintenance is on it. Well, there's there's I, I mean, mean there, there's I, yeah, a lot more inspection. I, I just like wanted that. to see how, like, say General Motors is calling it out on their bolts. Mm-hmm. I haven't because I oh, haven't. Oh, you mean for rechecking torque yeah, and different things? I just wanted stuff. to go. I, I need to go look and see exactly how they're calling it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there is a maintenance schedule for them for sure. Yes. No question about it. Well, there's so. always maintenance on everything. So and they eventually will we'll go out of uh, tune, and then you're also going to end up replacing batteries on those bad boys. We will. So, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's that, not going to be like getting a transmission on a regular car. Well, inside that, there's you no know. different than, uh, than, you know, your, your electric, uh, drill. I mean, after you charge them so many times, the battery just, it'll still charge, but it won't hold a charge, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, you know, you, you know, your drill battery gets to the point where it used to last all day. Now you charge it all night long and it only like, lasts 10 minutes, you know, same as your cell phone. Exactly. Same idea. You know, you have your cell phone for three years and it, it's the battery not, just, before it would last for five days. Now you're lucky if it gets six hours. Out exactly. Of it, you know? So. It just depends on, and one of the things that it, it, it is, the batteries get memory. Cell phone batteries get memory. Uh, it, it can kind of same thing. So if you don't, char- you know, so like a cell phone, if you use, uh, um, like plug it in and leave it charged all the time every night, it starts to reduce it, reduce it, reduce it, reduce it, versus letting it run down and then charge it. You know, or if you get a charging station that stops charging when it's fully charged then they last longer, you know what I mean, versus one that you plug in the cable and it charges all night long and continues to charge it. Right. Then it shortens the life of it. Same things happen with cars if you don't charge them properly. Although most of them have built in, once they're fully charged, they stop taking a charge at that point. So um, they try to get as long a life out of these batteries if, as possible. I, I have been noticing, because there's a, a park and ride right by my, or right kind of close to the house once mm-hmm. you get off the freeway. Mm-hmm. I have been noticing when I come home uh, that there's more and more cars there where people are pulling over and charging their cars oh, they, there. Yeah. How many stations do they have? I right think there? there's four. Okay. So, yeah. So, I have been, even like last night, I noticed there was a guy sitting there and he was sitting behind the car. You could tell that he was out of charge. He was waiting on his car to charge up so he can go somewhere over. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming these, I mean, this takes, is no different than a takes cell phone. About an hour. Sometimes, sometimes you forget to plug your car in at night, right? Yeah, if you did, it takes about mm-hmm. an hour to, um, and the reason I know this is, I did a motorcycle ride up in Washington State with some friends, and they came out of Reno, and they were driving a Tesla with towing a motorcycle trailer. And my buddy was so funny that was with the guy driving the Tesla. He's all, never again. And I was like, what do you mean, never again, John? He's all, never again. He's all, you know, you and me and our trucks, we put our motorcycle in. You stop to put gas in your truck. You grab a bite to eat or a coffee. jump back in the truck once it's full of gas, and you eat and drive, right? I'm all, yeah. He's all, nope, nope. Every time we had to start ch- stop charge this thing, it's, it's an hour dinner. He's all, so you sit around for an hour, let it charge while you, he's all, never again, man, not doing that ever again. I was like, those cars have a purpose though. They do. No question. Amazing car to have. If you are in town, you can can get you around all day long and do your thing, charge it. But yeah, not probably not the best thing for traveling across country. No. So anyway. Because I mean, think about this. If you're in town just doing some shopping, I mean, even from, you know, even Riverside to San Diego County, this and because a lot of them cars get what three hundred miles. Oh yeah, they get quite a few. So you, you I mean, do because it. you're you stopping all day. all day long, the three hundred miles takes. You know, you know, you're not going to spend the battery. But if you go like Northern California, you're going to run out of three hundred miles really quickly. <laughs> Unless you want to stay in a hotel every three hundred miles or something and let it charge all night. But it was funny because they charge slow on it. So like every hotel we stayed at, because we were like in the middle of nowhere we're doing an enduro ride right so he, they got all these different plugs for him he'd run a 110 extension cord he had out to the car like out of the room underneath you know <laughs> open the window throw it out the, <laughs> so he's just funny like his car had to be plugged in everywhere that we went so well, especially because 110 plugging it doesn't oh, it takes forever yeah but the good news is we were there for over a day or what at two days usually yeah, yeah. the same spot so it wasn't like he needed it you know so it's all good and his motorcycle was not electric plug-in so it's good to go. <laughs> it was good to go. Anyway, so you know, we're just talking about um, uh, so putting off repairs on some of this stuff. Back to what we were from, uh, like a typical brake job. Not only will you have to buy new brake pads, but add in new brake rotors as well as replace the ones that were ruined by the procrastination, which we see often. Uh, I see cars or hear cars often go by us that I think to myself. Those are indicators that's telling you something that's telling you you're going to need brakes shortly. And if you don't pay attention, it's going to get more expensive. It goes from squeak, squeak, squeak. Go. 
Exactly. I had a friend of mine in uh, uh, the other day that um, uh, she had Toyota, and it had gone metal to metal so bad that it was into the fins of the rotor. And and <laughs> well, the problem with that is you can damn. I was like, man, that thing had to be making noise for a while. Like, but the problem with that is. You can also damage calipers on the vehicle without question. Well, not because you hyperextend the pistons, or if you go far enough, no the brakes. piston will blow That's out and you saying. lose all hydraulic pressure, and then then you're like on Mister Toad's wild ride because there's no way to stop it. And, well, and then at that point, you know, it's not even about your safety because now you're just endangering all these other people that had nothing to do with everybody else's safety on the road around you. You're exactly right about that. So. You know, and rotors can be expensive and calipers. I mean, you can take a, let's say, a $250, $350 job and you can turn it into a thousands of dollar job quickly if you don't heed warning. So, you know, if you are are having issues or should have the brakes look at, and one of the things we do at the West Automotive Group is we measure the brake pads in millimeters. I always like when I see a report on a vehicle from someplace else and it says brake pads have 30% left. And I'm all thirty percent of what? Yeah, because how do you know how how do you know what thirty percent of that brake pad is? Because they are factory, every one of them are different. They're different. So some start at twelve millimeter thick. Some start at eleven. Some start at ten. Some start at eight. So how do you know what thirty percent is left? And how do you know how long that thirty percent? So we go by millimeters, right? So basically, that's just an opinion, is what it is. Correct. <laughs> so it's, it's not an actual. No, but, it's not actual document. So you shouldn't even. I mean, it's just an opinion. So. All we, all I can tell you is this: at, at four millimeters, it's time to start thinking about brakes. At three millimeters, you need brakes. At two millimeters, you really need brakes when yes. it comes to pads. Yeah, and ca- because yeah, it's and that's manufactured specs because they measure them like that. So correct. So that's why, and we use sticks, what's called brake sticks, to measure them, and they come in different colors, and we document it, put it on the paperwork. So um, the reason for that is so we know where your brakes are to prevent you from going metal to metal on brakes. One, it's a safety issue. Two, it's a more expensive issue if you go metal to metal. Usually, you can damage all kinds of things. So, um, we work really hard to make sure that uh, um, we get everything dialed in as far as that goes. Right? Yes. So, um, that's just a point with brakes that's very important. And, and it's a safety thing for you, your family, and like Kevin said, everybody else on the road around you. So, uh, uh, if they start making noise, or better yet, just have your vehicle inspected regularly, like we say, when you by a qualified technician when you get an oil service, and uh, you will save a lot of money in the long run. Um, so, yeah, some some just tips for brakes. Invest in top quality brake components, also, which we do when we because of our warranties put on vehicles uh, for us. But I mean, if you're doing it yourself or whatever, don't go cheap on brake pads. <laughs> Right? No. Well, I, and what was, and what can happen also? So a break, also, and this brings me to mind what I think happened to a friend of mine is the brake pad gets really thin. Nobody's inspecting the vehicle normal service, right? And then you step on the brakes, and the 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 pad was so thin that the glue that holds the last part of friction material heated gets heated, and it shoots that piece of friction material off, and bang, it goes metal to metal, right? Yes. We've seen that happen on brake pads that are not thin, though, that are low quality, that the bonding comes undone and, that, and shoots the pad off, even even though there's like four well, or five millimeter well, left on it. That's why it brings me back when people ask me questions like, how many, uh, when they ask the question like, hey, look, your brake pads are getting, I'm just going to use brake pads as an example. I mean, I've heard this on a lot of things, but they'll ask, how long, how long do you think that when you tell them, hey, these are getting close, you should really place place back, and they're like, well, how many miles do you think you can get out of them? That's always that's well, always a great question. I know, yeah, but I'm yeah. like, even with a good product, you you know, bad things can happen. Even to, you know, you could look at a radiator hose and it feels good. It it has no splits or anything in it, and it could blow. I mean, you know, it could rip because that's what happens with mechanical things. You know, they break sometimes. So. If it's definitely seen signs of distress, you can't answer a question like that because other than, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's just, there's no way to answer that, especially with brake pads, because brake pads, it depends what kind of driver you are. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, are you, a, I, I call people light to light because they'll do 90 from light to light. And so they're mm-hmm. always, you know, hammering on their brake light pads. Light to light. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great uh, phrase to use, but yes. But then people are going to go through brake pads a lot faster than, you know, somebody that, that cruises from brake, you know, from 
from brake light or from traffic light to traffic light. So yeah, it cruises it, nicely. Yes. So I, you can't. Every, it's hard to answer drive, a question like everybody's that. Everybody's driving is different. There's no question. And you will wear. You could take two people, put them in the exact same vehicle, and by their different driving, the brakes will wear out in different measurements for sure and time. Yes. And mileage. There's no question. So it's and it's their driving. So it is what it is. I, I it, and and like you, I fully agree with you. It has to do with how you drive. So if you don't, if you drive like crazy, like you, if you better off phrase, if you drive it like you stole it, you're probably going to need brakes more often. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's how it works. Um, but uh, for sure, so just one of those things on brakes. Um, rotors are marginal. Continuous service. We just so there's measurements. If you don't know much about brakes, there's oh that's a beautiful picture right there. That was from Mike Som. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I've seen a lot of those like that. It just squeaked yesterday. <laughs> anyway, um, but in all honesty, um, there's measurements on rotors that, that we go by that are standards, and you can't cut them any thinner than that. Uh, you're not supposed to, and we never will. Um, do people do it? We see it, yeah, but the problem with that, then you, you reduce braking quality because the uh, rotors don't dissipate the heat. There's all kinds of engineering stuff that goes into when you make a rotor too thin. They start, they can warp easy. They don't dissipate the heat properly. The braking, you get braking fade because of the heat. There's all kinds of safety issues that go along with it, so don't do it. If you're doing your stuff yourself, it's just a bad idea, right? Yes. Well, when it comes to that. Uh, we look at brake calipers. We look at the hoses, like Kevin said, keeping an eye on all those things. Um, you know, and a big one in this, and sometimes people don't do it, but changing out brake fluid because you get a high copper content, you get a high moisture content. It can, t- it can damage ABS valving, things like that, cause issues. Uh, I think we talked about it. a prime example. Didn't last week, wasn't I talking about a, I got asked to for an opinion on a vehicle that had been service at another facility in the ABS. Remember, wasn't it 233,000 mile S10 or something, right? Okay. That we were talking about. And and the client was upset at this facility. They had um, He had blown a wheel cylinder out. He was mad. And the first off, that they wanted to do both wheel cylinders because he said, my friend who's a yeah, okay, everybody yeah. has a friend that's a, a mechanic. My friend that's a mechanic said you can just do one and take some brake clean and clean the, clean the brake fluid off the shoes. Whereas this facility said you need two wheel cylinders, you need brake shoes, and the drum's been damaged. It's hot spotted, so we need to put drums on it, which is a good repair. A quality facility. They, they made a great recommendation. That was great. The, the customer was upset because he didn't want to buy two wheel cylinders and brake shoes and drums. He wanted to put a wheel cylinder on it, bleed the brakes, and then uh, just uh, um, clean the brake fluid off the brake shoes. We know that doesn't work. No, because that doesn't it's work. Gonna heat, it's going to well, heat. It's you, saturated. You can't get the brake fluid out well, of that. Even if you cleaned it off, it, it, when it heats up, it's going to come from the end. Going to weep it out of yes. it. Yes. Exactly. And it's going to continue to cause issues in that. So, they, so first off, he was mad because they made the recommendation to do the proper job. And then he got mad at him after that because um, they, they agreed to put wheels, one wheel cylinder on it and brake shoes for him which we would have i would have been no uh-uh we're not doing this so but anyway you can't because they well they if you don't there's but only one and, and the brakes worked fine but that wasn't the problem what happened was then later they had to obviously flush out the brake fluid and bleed it out because he blew out a wheel cylinder you all saw the brake fluid you got to get all the air out of the system right right so they did so and like a month down the road abs uh valving fails on the thing and the guy's like saying it's their fault my my technician the one that advised him to just put one wheel cylinder on it said they bled the system wrong. Well, the, this, this, the this system is why wrong. there's only one way to do the job, and that's the right way. Because if you do it their way, it but, gets turned into your fault in the end. So it's, you can't, you I can't know, do but it. it. But any either way, whatever work they did, even if they would have done that, the ABS would have still failed eventually. Yeah, on this yeah. Thing because they got disturbed, and I guarantee because this guy, his technician that he's talking about, wants to do one wheel cylinder, I guarantee you the brake fluid's never been recommended to change out on a vehicle. Cause he's, he, he actually said in this thing that I've been, me and my family have been taking our vehicles to this gentleman for, for 20 years. So that tells me they've never recommended a service to brake fluid on that vehicle ever. And it's, So the minute you touch the brake fluid on that 330,000-mile vehicle, because anybody that'll put one wheel cylinder on a vehicle 
Definitely does. And cleaned off the brake shoes with brake clean. Definitely will never recommend to flush the brake fluid. Brake fluid is one of those things. It's like, you know, like you said last week about talking about a uh, transmission is a sealed thing. No, because the the cap vents on a brake system or on the on the brake fluid system. So it's not really a sealed system neither. So it does get moisture in it. It does get. And you know as well as I do that when you you take a system and you and you exchange the brake fluid on it, actually the braking quality gets better. Because it's the moisture content and all that in it causes issues with breaking. We can make like a copper content too. You don't like notice a spongy pad, but this is this is what I've noticed on big trucks after I I, I put like a a good uh, you know a good synthetic fluid that will handle the heat better. Towing with them, I've noticed that your pedals stay higher longer. I I I, I don't get as much brake fade. You notice that stuff after you change it though, so mm-hmm. it's not like. It's not like you don't feel like you have brakes before, but once you once you get the new fluid in there, you're like, dang, the brakes are better. That's what I'm saying. It you it feels better. It does, and and it actually, truly, it is. You're removing all that moisture content. So anybody that says to me, and I, and, and it goes back to even servicing a lot of things, power steering systems, servicing power steering fluid, change out. Those systems create metal contamination, et cetera, in the system. And the- and, and what that does, you won't know a difference in steering. But it'll surely save all the seals and the rack and that. And let me tell you, the first time you got to replace a rack and pinion because you didn't service the system, you'll rem- you'll remember it. But there is a pressure regulator in the power steering pump, so you might notice it because it might be sticking a little bit from metal. So, I mean, there is possible you might feel it. You could. The point is, servicing these fluids will extend the life of many components on your vehicle, and that's what I'm trying to say, and keep the safety of your family good. All right, folks, we appreciate you joining us today, always, on Auto Talk Radio. Um Everybody out there should keep the rubber rubber side down and the shiny side up. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody that called in and, and, and tuned in. It was funny. We had more callers at the beginning of the, the hour than we did at the end. Normally, it goes the other way around. But, hey, we do appreciate you calling in. We appreciate your input. And we appreciate everybody getting up early to join us on Saturday morning. Uh, you can check us out at westautomotivegroup.com. Until then, we will always be back next Saturday. Right, Kevin? Yes. Any last words? Uh, actually, I won't be here next Saturday. <laughs> oh. going, on, going on a weekend vacation. Oh, he's going to leave me by myself. <laughs> Check that out. Make sure you all call in. <laughs> for answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.